about, think about putting elevators on them steps right there. It would make it a lot easier getting up and down. James chapter number 1. <clears throat> we'll begin reading in verse number 22. <clears throat> James 1. Verse 22, the Bible says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is likened to a man, beholding his natural face in the glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh unto the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his, in, in his deed. And let's bow for prayer if we could. Lord, as we come before you, Lord, we're grateful and thankful for your many blessings. Lord, what a beautiful day you gave, to, you gave to us today. Lord, the health and strength to be able to be here. Lord, we're thankful for every person that's come out. Lord, folks that are watching by way of live stream, Lord, we count all these folks as dear people. And Lord, uh, they're your people and, uh, Lord, we know you love them. And I, I know you've got a message for them here tonight. And I pray that, Lord, you'd bless, you'd speak to hearts. Lord, help us, uh, Lord, as we've read the Word of God, may it go out in great power. May it speak to each and every heart. Lord, Lord may every, every person, Lord, open up their heart to receive the message that you have for them. Lord, you've got something for us. And, uh, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to be ready to receive it tonight. And we sure will thank you for what you do. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. As you think about the book of James, I'll tell you, the book of James is a great book. It's just one of the great books of the Bible. It's a very practical book, and it's a very, uh, it's a very straight, straightforward book. James doesn't cut, you know, he doesn't mess around. He don't beat around the bush. He just goes, he just goes straight for the heart. And uh, it's, a, it's, it's just one of those books that you get so much out of. You, get, uh, you can uh, learn so much from it, gleam so much from it. As I was preparing... Uh, the message, and I was looking at it, and I looked back over it, and I thought to myself, you know, this right here would be a great message in preparation for revival. Preparation for re revival. Uh, uh, Brother Mike, I, I was uh, uh, thinking about it, and I looked over, maybe Harold Vaughn uh, used this quote or said this quote, but I can't remember where I got it, but I wrote it down, and I've looked at it, and the more I look at this quote, the, the more I believe it, not, not that I didn't believe it, but I mean it's just, it just seems like it's opened up more. And it's just a real simple quote, but listen to it. Uh, Revival is a new beginning of obedience to God. Now, I, you know, and I've heard that for, I've heard that for years, and I've, I've, I've thought about it before, but it's just, it just seems like it's just kind of opened up to me. Uh, you think about revival. Revival is just simply going back to the way God wants us to be, just doing what He's asked us to do, being obedient to Him, following His will, His, His way, and uh, it's, it's a new beginning of obedience to God. Boy, if you want revival, just obey God. Do the Word of God. Do what God says in His Word. And I'll tell you, if you do that, uh, listen, God God will do something great. God's going to do something great in your heart and your life. And so, as we look at the message tonight, I, I tell you, it's just, a, it's just really a good practical message. I hope that will be a real help and encouragement to you. 
The Bible says, and James, this is one of the things that we're looking at, is being a hearer of the Word of God. But one of the great themes of the Bible is hearing the, hearing the Word of God, or hearing uh, what's being said, or hearing the message. Now, there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot said about that. Uh, there's a lot said about that in the Bible. Uh, Mark 4.24 tells us that we should be careful what we hear. And by the way, that's true for today. Uh, we ought to be careful. We, you know, it's, it's not good to listen to everything that comes on the TV, comes on the radio, or whatever, uh, even, even around people. You've got to be careful what you hear. Because if you're not careful, especially, you know, you work in public work and you work around some people, you know, you're liable to hear all kinds of stuff. So you've got you, you to be careful what you hear. By the way, if you're hearing something that you don't think it's right to be hearing, uh, and, and, you know, you, you don't want to be rude to people and that kind of thing. You know, everybody has a right to, I guess, say what they want to say. But if, if you're around people and, and, and they're not talking right and, you know, you, they're telling all kinds of things that puts thought, thoughts in your mind, well, you know, the proper thing to do is just walk away. Get away from it. Be careful what you hear. You don't want to hear everything because not everything is true. And, you know, you don't want to fill your mind with things that's just not right. Luke 8 8.18 tells us to be careful how we hear. In other words, what he's saying is, listen, when we hear something, boy, we ought to think about it. We ought to examine what are we hearing, what's coming into our ears, because what comes into our ears will affect us if we're not careful. It can affect, by the way, it can affect us good, or it can you know, affect us to the bad, to the negative. So you've got to be careful. Be careful what you hear or how you hear. All right, and then James tells us we should be careful what we do with what we hear. Be careful with what you, uh, be careful what we do with what we hear. And of course, like I said, the, the message tonight is being a doer of the Word. Not just a hearer, but being a doer. Uh, and it's so important that we understand that. It's so important that we do that. Now, there's three things I want you to see here tonight about the Word of God. All right, and he talks about it in this, in this passage right here. The first one is, uh, we see that there is the, uh, the demand of the word, the demand. Look at it in verse number 22. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Now, when my children were growing up, and I think I might have told this before, I can't, I, I can't remember, but if I have, just, you know, you just nod your head and just pretend that you've never heard it before. Uh, but uh, I, my boys... I, I learned a long time ago, and I thought about this. I, I've really thought about this a lot. That you know, one of the one of the first things that we should teach our children. One of them, I think it's one of the most important things we teach our children is to do what they're told to do. Y'all, would y'all agree with that? Do what you're told to do. By the way, that's a good lesson for us. We we need to do the same thing. Uh, we need to do what we're told to do. But uh, I, I I was always I was always a stickler for this, and uh, and I would call out. You know how it is. Uh, you got children everywhere. You don't know where they're all at, and uh, you call you call a name, and and they're lazy, and they don't want to get up, and they want they don't want to see what's going on. They don't want, you know come where you're at, but uh, you know just say I call that one Joshua. Come here, Joshua. What 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 do you want? You know, they just got all over me. I didn't I didn't like that a bit, and so. I started, I started working with them, training them. You know, you, you have to train, you know, children are supposed to train them. 
uh, mom and dad. That's the reason they have a mom and dad. Mom and dads were, were to train our children. Here's one of the things I tried to train them and instill in them. That when I call your name, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not wanting you to ask what I want. I'm not asking. I don't want you to ask me, uh, you know, do I need to come to you or whatever. When I call your name, I want to hear your feet hit the ground and you're moving in my direction. That's what, I, that's what I'm wanting to hear. Now, y'all, you might think to yourself, well, that's, that ain't that big. That's, that's kind of silly. That's not that big a deal. But, folks, you listen. You, you think about it. If I could teach my children to obey my voice, guess what? You see, I stand, as a parent, I stand in the place of God to my children. I'm God's representative to my children. And if they will obey my voice, guess whose, other, guess whose voice they'll also obey? Hopefully, it'll be God's. And when God speaks to them or God calls for them, you know, they, they'll obey Him the same way. And so that is the, that's the idea that we find here. The demands, of the, word, the, the demands of the Word are hear and obey. Do what, do what the Word says. And, uh, and we're going to see how important it is to hear the Word and then to follow through and do it. But you be ye doers of the Word, not hearers only, deceiving your own self. You see, God wants, us, God wants us to hear the Word, and He wants us to obey it, respond, respond uh, to the very voice of God. Really, is, what, is really what He's talking about here. Now, every time, now listen, this is, this is important. Every time the Word of God goes out, we have an obligation to respond. Now, folks, I, I know sometimes we come to church, and, and, and we're just kind of casual about how we come. We've not prepared our heart. We've not thought about, hey, God's got something for me tonight. God's got a message for me tonight. God's coming, and I've come to meet with God tonight. Sometimes we just come casual, and we think to ourselves, well, uh, I, I, I'm just going to come because it's my, my obligation. It's my duty to do that. By the way, I believe it is. You know, you ought to, you ought to be here at church on Sunday night. It ought, that, that ought to be a practice. That ought to be a regular part of your practice. Being at church, being faithful to every service that you can. But, you know, if you, if you don't come prepared, if you don't come expecting, if you don't come anticipating something from God, there's a good chance that you might not get it. But, you see, it's so important when the Word of God goes out. You see, God's got a message. Did you Now, and by the way, I don't understand everything about this, and I don't always do right either when I come to church. But, but when, I, when I come right, and I do right it when I'm at church, uh, God, God usually has something great for me. Now, you think about this. God, God knew who would be here tonight. He knew that. He knew that 10,000 years ago, a million years ago, whatever. God knew who was going to be here tonight. All right? And in preparation for you knowing you're going to be here tonight, God spoke to my heart and he said, this is what those folks that is going to be there tonight, this is what they need. And here's what I want you to tell them. Isn't that amazing? God gave me a message, and he said, give it to those people out there because they need it. Now, you may not understand that, and you may not realize that. And by the way, like I said, I don't understand all about that, how that works out. But when you come to church, listen, it's, it, if, if, if the preacher is what he ought, ought to be, and he's, where he, and he's where he needs to be, and he's prayed and asked God to give him the message, God, going to, God gave him the message that you folks need tonight. It's important. When the word of God, God goes out, you have an obligation to respond to it. 
Guess what? Guess what that, guess what that obligation is? It's the change. The change. Why, why should we change? Because we're not what we're supposed to be. We're not where we need to be. Folks, listen. We, every, time, every time the message goes out, there's, there's an opportunity to change to be more like Christ. There's an opportunity to change to be more like Him, to be more like the Savior. And, and, and you know, like I said, if, if we don't come anticipating and, 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 and expecting something from God, we, there's a good chance we won't get it. But our goal is to change. Now, let me ask you this. Don't, don't raise your hand. Don't, don't, don't say it out loud. But when was the last time God spoke to your heart? When was the last time? When, when was the last time God moved in your life? When was the last time God pointed something out in your life and you said, God, I see it, I admit it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confess it as sin and I'm going to forsake it? Guess what that is? That's change. When was the last time that happened? But, well, it ought to be happening all the time. Why? Because... We'll never, we'll never be what we should be until we get to heaven. There's so much room for improvement. There's so much. How many of you, don't raise your hand again, but how many of you would dare to say, how many of us would dare to say, well, I'm, 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 I'm real close to being like Jesus. <laughs> nobody would, I mean, nobody in their right mind would think to themselves, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not, I know I'm not Jesus, but I ain't that far from, I'm telling you, I'm right next to him, you know. No, Mo, Mo, if you've got any sense at all, you know, you're not, you're not going to think like that. Well, if that's true, how far away from being like Jesus are you? How far away? If, he's over, if Jesus is over here, how far away are you? Well, why, why are you way over here? The word, when the Word of God goes out, or you read it for yourself, listen, and God points something out in your life. You know, you know how God, God changes us, God works on us? preaching, we read it ourselves, and God points something out and he says, that's wrong. And you say, you're right, Lord, that's wrong. I shouldn't be doing that. I'm going to stop. Guess what you just did? You just made a step. And God, listen, most of us, if, if, if probably none of us would ever, are going to take just great leaps. Most of the time, when we grow, we grow just a little bit at a time. God gives us some light. And we follow that light, and we, we, we just move a little bit farther. And we just move a little bit farther. And listen, every time we hear the Word, and we, we believe it, and we, we do something about it, folks, we're just getting closer to God. And by the way, that's God's plan. That's what He wants us to do. You ought to be able to look back over your life every year. You ought to look back over your life. Am I closer to God this year than I was last year? Well, you ought to be. I mean, it's just, it, you just should be. Am I closer to God today than I was yesterday? Yes, you ought to be. Now, I don't know if you are, but you should be. Listen, it, there's no reason why we shouldn't continuously keep getting closer to God, being more like Him. Well, that, you see, that's the message right here. That's the message of the Word. Getting closer to God, changing, changing us to be more like Him. All right? So... There is a, there's a, there's a, 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 a the, the demands of the word is we, we ought to, we ought to respond every time, do something. Uh, there's an obligation to respond every time the word goes out. Why? Because 
because of the danger of the word. That's the second thing. Look, look in verse 23 and 24. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in the glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way. And straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Now, men, men, we would, this would be, we could, we could really relate to this right here. Most of the time, myself included, when I get, I get up in the morning, I take my shower, I shave, do you know, whatever I'm going to do. I get my brush, I comb my hair, just, uh, just about like that, and I'm done. I'm done. Most men, most men like that. Most men don't spend a lot of time in the mirror. Now, that, you know, that doesn't mean anything one way or another, but I'm just saying, most of the time, men are casual when we look at our appearance. Now, by the way, not all men are like that, but most men, you know, we're just kind of casual when we look at the mirror. We look at the mirror and say, yeah, good to go, and, and we're off and we're gone. I never, I never even think about where my hair the, throughout the day. It, it never crosses my mind that my hair might be messed up a little bit. never does. I, I just, it's just one of them things, right? But, you know, folks, it, we're not talking about an outward appearance here. We're talking about, we're really talking about the inward appearance, what God sees what God knows that we are. And so here, here's the image, here's the picture that we're looking at. You see, we're not looking. He's using a physical mirror to represent what this, the Bible is doing to every, you know, every, time, every time we read it. Every time you open up the Bible, you're looking, you're looking to see if there's anything wrong. You're looking to see if there's anything that needs, needs to be changed, just like we've mentioned, right? When you go to the mirror and you see your hair's out of place, you get a brush or comb and you comb it and put it back in place, right? Y'all agree with that? If you looked at the mirror and you saw that there was dirt on your face or there was a smudge or your makeup wasn't on just right or whatever, you would fix that. You know, I mean, I'm, we're just talking about just normal stuff. You look and you... You know, people grin and they look at their teeth and all. There's a little something there in my teeth. They try to get that out. They want to. They want. They don't want any 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 imperfections. Anything they can change, they're going to do that. Well, folks, listen. It, it is it, as important as that as that is, and it is important for your appearance. But folks, this right here is more important than your outward appearance. You see, when you look into the mirror of God's word. There's going to be imperfections there that's going to stand out. But if you go to the mirror and you look and you see there's dirt all over your face and you say, well, it doesn't matter, and you turn and walk away, that's, what he, that's exactly what he's talking about here. You come to the Word of God, you look, and God points something out, and you say, oh, it's okay, and you just turn and walk away. That, God's not happy with that. God's not pleased with that. God says God wants us to look at the mirror of His Word and see who we are, how we are, and do something about it. That's what He's saying. The purpose of a mirror is to see ourselves as we really are. You know, you know what? You know what's brutally, brutally honest sometimes. The Word of God. Boy, I tell you, the Word of God. Sometimes I read it and I think to myself, "Oh my goodness, what? I don't. I don't have any business being a preacher." Nobody, nobody, nobody would want to hear me if they knew who I, who I really was and how I really was. 
Boy, I tell you, I was, I've been reading this past week uh, uh, about revival and different things. And one of the, one of the old-time preachers, he's talking about some things there, and I'm thinking, my goodness. Man, I, I tell you, I, I don't see anything good in me. I don't see, I don't see one thing of, of value in me. And, you know, if we're not careful, sometimes you, know, you read stuff like that, you think to yourself, well, you know, man, what's the use? But, folks, that's not, that's not the purpose of God's Word. God's Word doesn't want to beat us down and discourage us and say, well, you know, there's just not even any use of trying. The purpose of God's Word, when He points things out, is to show us so that we can change who we are. God, by the way, God really is the one that does the changing. We just need to get on the same side as God. You know, when we, get, when we talk about agreeing with God, we're saying with God, what we're, what we're really saying is we're, we're taking sides against us ourselves. We're, we're standing with God and saying, you know what, that guy over there, he really is terrible. I'm talking about myself. I'm over here. He really is bad. You know what? God, what you said, what you said, it, it really is true. It's true. Yeah, that guy is, he's, he's dirty, rotten, low down. He, he, that, 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 that ought to be our, that ought to be our uh, opinion. Take God's side against ourselves because God's right. God's right. And he does it, by the way, when he does it, he does it in love because he loves us. He wants us to be more like him. And so he points these things out so that we can change them or have them get them changed so we can be more like him. Listen, uh, the purpose of a mirror is to see ourselves for who we really are. The danger of looking in a, in a mirror is merely glancing at ourselves. That's what he's talking about, just glancing and then turning away and going on our way, not changing, not doing anything about it. And folks, listen, that's, that's dangerous. By the way, a casual reading of the Bible uh, will, cause, will not cause us to have a closer walk with God. Just because, just because you get your Bible out and you read your verses for the day doesn't mean you're going to have a closer walk with God, folks. Just like, just like uh, Pastor was talking this morning about, uh, about meditating on the Word of God. You know, it, you know, sometimes we get in a hurry. I understand that. We all do. And we just read through our, our Bible and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I understand that. There's, you know, but there, there ought to be a time to where we sit down and we start meditating on the Word of God. Lord, let God when we meditate on God's Word, it's, 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 it's letting God's Word come, get through us. You know, if you just read it, it, it passes through you, no doubt. It helps. It cleans. I, I believe that. But, boy, when you meditate on it, it does, it does a much better job. It does a more thorough job because you have time to stop and think about it. You have time to respond to it. You have time to do something about it because God is going to bring something out. You know, and then, you know, the, there's also a danger of uh, forgetting what we see. You know, sometimes we look in the mirror and we see, we know there's a problem there, but we don't deal with it right then. We kind of, we forget about it we, and we go on our way. You know, if, if we're not careful, we'll, we'll forget that it's even there. You know, there's been some, there were some great men of the Bible that we read after. Some men wrote books of the Bible and different things. And they gave a description of themselves. Let me, I'm going to read you a few of them here. I want you to see what some of the great men of the Bible. And I, when I say great men of the Bible, I, I don't mean they're any better than we are. We're, they were just men just like we are. But God used them in a great way. They were greatly used of God. Job said, here, here's what Job said of himself. Job said, I abhor myself. Why did he say that? Because, because God 
through the whole book of Job, God is working on Job. God called Job a perfect and upright man, one that hated evil. He was a, he was a good man. God said he was a good man. But yet, God saw some things in him that wasn't right. And so the whole book of Job, when you, when you read, if you took time to read through the book of Job, you'd see there God's doing all kinds of things in his heart. God's doing all kinds of things in his life there. He's purifying this man. Job went through some unbelievable things. And then at the end, the Bible says that Job, it, it was like the light bulb finally turned on. And, you know, Job had some real pride in his life. And God dealt with him about that. And Job got that thing right. And you know what? God just, God just changed his whole circumstances around. Why was that? Because Job looked in the mirror. He saw, he saw himself for who he really was. And he said, you know what? I don't like what I see. It ain't good. It's not good. And I don't want to be like that. I don't want that to be me. I want to get that right. And he did. The Bible tells us that Isaiah... When he saw God high and lifted up, he said, Woe is me, for I'm undone. Joe, Isaiah, one of the great Old Testament writers of the Bible, he said, he said Woe is me, I, I, I'm undone. I'm, I'm not a holy man. Peter said, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man. Paul said, I am the chief of sinners. Can you imagine the great apostle Paul that God used to write most of the New Testament he said, I am the chief of sinners. Paul would say that of himself. All right? And so, uh, folks, listen, we, we need to be honest about when we look into the mirror. When, I'm talking about the mirror, the Word of God. When we look in there, we need to be honest about it. And when God brings something out and brings something up, we need to get rid of it, and we need to, we need to take care of it right then. Don't, don't put it off. Take care of it, okay? All right, and then the third thing I want you to see is the design of the Word. One of the things the Word of God is designed to do is give us a thorough examination. Now, you know, nobody likes to go to the doctor. I don't know anybody likes to go to the doctor. But, you know, I've made myself over, these, over the years go get a physical every year. I don't like to do it. I don't like it when the doctor comes in there and he starts asking all these questions. He's, he's poking and prodding and doing all kinds of stuff. I don't like that. But you know what? I'm glad for the work that the doctor does. Why? Because I know that if he examines me and if he finds something wrong, he's going to say, hey, there's a problem right here. You need to, go, you need to get this investigated. You need to go farther with this right here. There's something wrong, and that needs to be checked on. You know, I'm thankful, I'm thankful that he does that. Or at the end of all this and the blood work and all the things they do, they say, he says, you know what, I think you're in pretty good shape. And, you know, uh, we, like I said, we don't like that, but sometimes it's needful and it's necessary to do that. Well, you know, I'm just going to tell you, that's the reason why the Word of God is so important in our life. That's the reason why you ought to make a big deal of the Bible in your life. The Bible ought to be a big deal in your life. You ought to have a Bible everywhere you go. You ought to have a Bible uh, at, at, at your house. You ought to have a Bible. Uh, of course, you know that Bible, you, you bring it to church with you, when you whenever you go. But have your Bible close by where you can read it. You ought to read it every day. You ought to memorize portions of Scripture. 
you are to, uh, uh, if you can, get some good books to go along with that and read. Sometimes it helps to see what somebody else has said about a passage of Scripture. But, folks, listen, uh, nothing takes the place of God's Word, and you're, the, the Word of God ought to be a big deal in your life. Boy, it's so important. This is, this is God's love letter to us. And we ought, make, I think, I, we ought to just make a big deal out of it. It ought to be a, it ought to be, be a big part of our life. It, the Word of God is designed to give us a thorough examination. All right. Now I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you three uh, one more thing here, and then we'll be done. All right. Now here's a test. How can we know if we're doing what God's Word tells us? Now you know what would be neat. You know what would really be neat is after every message, the the preacher order he ought to pass out the exam, give you and give you a test on what he just preached on. I wonder, myself included. I wonder how many. I wonder how, how, how many of us would be able to pass that exam. Well, you know, if he made it to where you can't leave until you pass it, you know, we'd probably pay pay more attention. We'd we'd do, probably do a little bit better on the exam if we couldn't leave and you know until we passed it. But here's some things. Here's three things that James is going to point out to tell us and let us know how we're doing on this thing of being. Uh, a doer of the word of God, all right? Verse 26, is he says, If any man among you seems to be religious, and bridle, bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. He says, and here's the first test, do you bridle your tongue? In other words, can you control your tongue? Boy, that's a, that's a big one. That's a hard one. That's tough. Uh, we was talking about that. We was talking about that tonight, right before the service. You know, uh, this, this COVID thing and, you know, all the restrictions and the mask and all these things that go along with it. You know, we was talking about, boy, I've already had the test. I mean, the, the, the shot. I've had COVID back in November. Had both shots. And uh, was at the Y the other day. We talked to the lady. We're, we're playing racquetball. We're in this little box, you know, about the size of this choir loft here. We're in this box all by ourselves, me and this guy. Both of us have had COVID. Both of us have had both shots. And we talked to the lady there, and we said, hey, is it all right since both of us have had the shots and we've both had COVID, is it all right if, if we don't wear our mask? Because, you know, you're exercising very physical activity. You know, you can't breathe. you got this thing on. You can't hardly breathe. Is it all right if we take our mask off? There's just two of us in here. She said, no, you can't do that. No. You know what? Bridle your tongue. You know what? Y'all would have been real proud of you. Because I bridled my tongue, I didn't say a word. You know, I just let him do the talking. So I knew he would. I knew he would. Uh, he'd get. He'd get mad. He'd get madder than I would. And he'd say. He'd. He. He could say more because I'm a preacher. You know, and people know you. You know, you got to be real careful <laughs> that you don't. That you don't. Uh, you know, say too many, too much. But he. He kind of said some things, and you know, then he kind of realized, hey, I better. You know, I better back off here a little bit. You know, it's, it's lady. She didn't. You know, she just. She just works there. But anyway, bridle your tongue. What's well, a hard thing to do? Bridle your tongue. And, uh, you know, we ought to be kind to people. You know, you never know when you talk to somebody, if you show kindness to them, you never know what it may do, th do in their life. You just never know. All right? Second thing he's talking about here, verse 27, he says, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless uh, and widows in their affliction. So the, the second thing is, do you have compassion or a love for others? Boy, do you love other people? Do you have compassion for them? Do you try to help people out? 
Do you try to do things for other people? Do you put other people before yourself? Boy, that's a, that's a good test. Are you, uh, are you a doer of the word? Are you a hearer and doer of the word? Well, if you are, you're going to have compassion for other folks. And then the last thing he's talking about there is to keep himself unspotted from the world. Do you have a clean life? Well, you have a clean life. Not by your standards, but by God's standards. Do you have a clean life? Well, we ought to. You know that? Everybody, especially if we claim to be a Christian, we claim to be a Christian, we'll have a clean life. Because we represent Jesus Christ. People, you know, people are watching you whether you realize it or not. I mean, I mean that's, just, that's just a proven fact. People are always watching, especially if you claim to be a Christian. You, you mark it down. People are watching to see how you react, how you live your life. And if you don't live a life above the crowd, they don't, I'm just going to tell you, they don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't think much of you. If we, if, if we are hypocritical, people just, they just, people just don't like that. It turns them off. And, you know, and the sad thing is, is that, that's, that, that person may be, may be uh, on their way to hell. And, you know, we've just, we've just turned them off to the gospel. We've turned them off to the Lord. Whatever, you know, what, however you want to say that, uh, caused a stumbling block to be placed in front of them. Uh, and those folks may not ever listen to the gospel again. You know, by the way, it's still their fault. It's their decision. But you know what? I, I, I believe we, we bear some of that responsibility if we're not leaving a, living a clean life in front of those people. Well, I hope you got something out of the message tonight. Uh, listen, remember, every time the Word of God, you read the Word of God, whether, you, whether it's you reading it or, or you're hearing it or listening to it, folks, listen, the Word of God is important, and it's always, it's always given to change our lives. Nobody, nobody's perfect. We all have room for change. We all have room for improvement. All right, let's bow our heads. Now, Lord, as we come before you here this evening, Lord, we sure are grateful lord we're thankful i pray that you'd bless lord use the message lord uh it, it sure is some of this stuff sometimes it's hard uh, lord uh, i think about i think about my own life lord and i, I think sometimes lord I, I don't even know uh lord how i can say anything to anybody i have such a struggle with it myself and i pray that lord you'd bless and uh, lord you'd use the message speak to each and every heart we sure are going to thank you for what you do now and we ask this in jesus name amen